Hey guys, welcome to the Boom Tequila podcast with your hosts. I'm Erin. And I'm Jody. So everybody needs someone that we can look up to. I think in light of current events, it would be fun to have an episode dedicated to the influential women who have changed the world in one way or another throughout history. One thing I want to mention is that as I was doing research for this episode, there wasn't any lack of information at all. So if anything, I think the most difficult part of this was just deciding who we should talk about because there's literally so, so many countless incredible women that have paved the way for us today. So Erin, do you want to talk about our first lady? Yes. Okay. So this one dates back a bit in 497 Empress Theodora of Byzantium. I believe I could have butchered that. Don't come for me. There's a a (laughs) few in this one where it's like, was an actress who became empress of the Eastern Roman empire. She had a lot of influence over her husband, emperor Justinian. And as a result, she personally handled all their political affairs and built strong relationships with other foreign leaders. She is one of the first known rulers in history to recognize women's rights, altering divorce and property laws to give greater benefits to women. She also built covenants for ex-prostitutes and introduced harsher penalties for rape and prohibited the trafficking of young girls. I thought this one was really cool because it's literally like the year 497. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these, like we're obviously there's still some of these that we have issues with today, but like in today and like today, a lot of these even in the fifties, it was unheard of, not unheard of, but it was really uncommon for even just divorce and that. And the fact that she had a lot of influence over her husband back then, when a lot of times the wife like barely even mattered. Like, I just, I thought that one was really cool and really interesting. So our next one is in the late 1700s, Mary Wollstonecraft was a writer and philosopher who wrote what is seen as one of the foundational texts of modern feminism, a vindication of the rights of women. She argued in the book that women were not naturally inferior to men, but just appeared that way because they weren't allowed an education. She has been mentioned by quite a few future feminists as an inspiration. Awesome. Yeah. And then next we have Nellie Bly, who in the late 1800s was an investigative journalist and also a pioneer who refused to write the usual feminine articles on gardening and fashion. Instead, she pursued more hard hitting stories on the plight of the poor and oppressed who were actually typically women. She was famously known for admitting herself into the women's lunatic asylum in New York to research for her book called 10 days in a madhouse. Well, that's so scary. (laughs) This actually prompted the asylum to implement reforms in 1998. She was inducted into the national women's hall of fame. That is a serious dedication to journalism because back then, like you she went in to like do research, but like she could have left with a lobotomy and not even able to write. So like, exactly. That's terrifying. I think there was a few steps for her to actually get into the women's lunatic asylum. I think she first went to another place that was kind of like a rehab or something for women. And she's like, this, this needs work, but this isn't enough. Like I need to really get in there 
to these places. And she was like in her research, she had found that there was so many women in there with so many issues. She's like, there's, you don't even know who's who, who's coming or going. Like there's no one's being taken care of here. And they had the women that were more, you know, just there because their husbands wanted, you know, didn't have control. And then there were women that really did have like maybe some mental disabilities or something and needed to be there. And she's like, everyone's just all together. There's it's chaos. No one's being taken care of. Like there was a lot of huge issues that she really brought to light. And, uh, that's yeah, so crazy. her story is really interesting. I actually want to read her book. Like it sounded really interesting. And yeah, well, even in like the sixties, I don't know if you ever watched Mad Men, but I remember there being like a scene where like one, one of the wives had to go to like a psychiatrist and even up as late as, you know, <laughs> as then women would be taken to psychiatrists for things like they don't seem happy, like cooking, cleaning, serving, and like sucking my dick every day. <laughs> like <laughs> something is wrong. They must be crazy. Um <laughs> crazy you don't want to suck my dick like I mean now when you're being treated like that mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they would take them to like these psychiatrists and then the psychiatrist would be like hmm, yes she seems to have be very unsettled but they would only talk to the husband like they wouldn't even tell the woman her thoughts didn't matter no I mean she's literally matter. like the equivalent of like property or a child and that was like in the 60s yeah it's crazy All right, next, Mary Stopes was an author, a birth control advocate, and a campaigner for women's rights. In the early 1900s, she founded the first birth control clinic in Britain. She took a huge interest in bringing knowledge of contraception and Planned Parenthood to the working classes. A charity called Mary Stopes International was established in her name and now provides sexual and reproductive health care in 37 countries across the world. That's cool. In 1975, the Junko Tibet. She was Japanese. It's Tibet. Tibet. I don't know. (laughs) Junko? Is it Junko maybe? Yeah. Junko Tibet. In 1975, I apologize, guys, if I'm butchering the names. In 1975, Junko Tibet became the first woman to reach the summit of Mount Everest. And in the 1990s, she was the first woman to climb all seven summits the highest peaks on every continent. Despite her achievements, she received widespread criticism for leaving her young daughter at home. Throughout her career, she also championed ecological preservation of mountain habitats and completed a number of cleanup climbs. She's known for her slogan, do not give up, keep on your quest. I love that. And can you ever imagine a man being like, I climbed all seven anything. I mm-hmm. did it. I just, the man doing anything and people being like, where was your kid? I know exact. That's what's so frustrating about it is like the, the amount of people that were like looking down on her because she left her child at home where, where her child was safe and taken care of hey, should just she for her to t- go do this. They, it, it overshadowed all of her achievements at that time. Luckily, mm-hmm. like it's not that way now, but it's like, it's should really she have bad. taken the child to Mount Everest with right. her? Cause I'm sure people would have had things to say about that. Yeah. Anyways. Ridic. For show. <laughs> Florence Nightingale dedicated her life to helping others. She was born in Italy in 1920 to a wealthy family who was completely against her entering into the nursing profession. 
She received a letter from the Secretary of War that asked her to put a team together to go to work in a place called Crimea, I think, during the Crimean War and look after the British soldiers. This was the first time that women had officially been allowed to serve in the army. The conditions were awful with rats everywhere and there weren't even enough beds for everyone. She quickly got soldiers to work and made the hospital clean. She would walk around the hospital at night to check on the soldiers to make sure they were comfortable and became known as the lady with the lamp. Eventually, Queen Victoria wrote her a letter to thank her for all that she had done. She completely transformed the quality of care in war and went on to improve healthcare all over the world. That is awesome. Yeah. And then next we have Emmeline Pankhurst was a founding member of a group of women called the Suffragettes who fought to get women the right to vote in the UK. When World War I happened, she recognized that she and the suffragettes would help with the war effort. So while men were away fighting, many of the women, like Emmeline, took on jobs that men would traditionally do. They earned a lot of respect doing this and showed just how much women can contribute to society and therefore deserved to vote. Because of this, in 1918, a law passed that allowed certain women the right to vote. This was a huge step in equality between men and women. Huge I want to know. Towards equality. I, I, We're not there yet. Right. No, no, no. But I want to know. I couldn't figure out what determined which women had the right to vote. Probably like racial and financial privilege and the usual. The huge... I'm sure. I'm sure. I couldn't find any like exact details like... Or like, did you have to pay to vote or did you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like there would be things like that, but I mean, she did, it was a step. She yeah. Did it. So yeah. On March 2nd, 1955, Claudette Colvin was only 15 when she refused to move for a white passenger. She said that she felt inspired by memories of earlier pioneers to stand or in her case, sit her ground. She was quoted saying, I felt like Harriet Tubman was pushing down on my shoulder saying, sit down girl. And I was glued to my seat. She was arrested for violating Montgomery, Alabama's segregation laws and her family feared for her safety as news of the incident spread. Claudette later became one of the four plaintiffs in Browder versus Gale, which ruled that the Montgomery segregated bus system was unconstitutional. And this was actually, I believe nine months before Rosa Parks, but I don't know if maybe it didn't get a lot of recognition because she was only 15 or what, but yeah. I had heard that before though, that, I mean, not to take away from what Rosa Parks did, but that she wasn't like the first or the only one to do this. So I do think that's, it's interesting to bring light to those other stories also. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay. So then this one is in the early ninth century in what is now known as Morocco, Fatima al-Fari could have lived the rest of her life as a wealthy heiress when she inherited a fortune after her father passed away. Instead, she established the world's first university. She built a mosque and an education center for her community, and those institutions eventually grew into the University of Al-Qurawin. I I don't know. That's why I gave you this one. Um, Of al Quora, Quora, Wien, Quora, Wien, Quora, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. which was established in 859 CE. The university had students from all over the world and is still operating to this day. 
More than a thousand years later, Fatima's legacy lives on through academic awards and scholarships in her name. Very cool. That's the kind of heiress. It, I mean, I love Paris Hilton, but that's, you know what I mean? The kind of heiresses that we need. <laughs> Virginia Apgar's career was full of firsts. In 1937, she was the first female board-certified anesthesiologist and the first woman to achieve the rank of professor at the College of Physicians and Surgeons, where she was the first professor of anesthesiology. In 1952, she presented a five-step system for assessing the condition of newborn babies within a minute of birth and periodically after that. Prior to developing the tests, babies were not typically given much attention after birth, which led to problems being missed until it was too late. This test quickly spread through the U.S. and around the world. That's awesome. Yeah. And then we have the notorious yes. RBG, <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg, yes. who was an American lawyer and jurist who served as an associate justice of the Supreme Court from 1993 until her death in 2020. She spent much of her legal career as an advocate for gender equality and women's rights, winning countless arguments before the Supreme Court. In 1972, she co-founded the Women's Rights Project at the American Civil Liberties Union, and in 1973, she became the project's general counsel. The Women's Rights Project and related ACLU projects participated in more than 300 gender discrimination cases by 1974. As the director of the ACLU's Women's Rights Project, she argued six gender discrimination cases before the Supreme Court between 73 and 76 and won five of those six cases. In 2013, just after the Supreme Court struck down two laws restricting same-sex marriage, she became the first Supreme Court justice to officiate one. At the wedding of Kennedy Center, President Michael M. Kayser to economist John Roberts in Washington, D.C., and in 2002, she was inducted into the National Women's Hall of Fame and was named one of the 100 Most Powerful Women. In 2013, she was named one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People. I think she's pretty great. She is. <laughs> She'd be yeah. mad. She'd be mad right now, though. With oh, she'd definitely be mad. Yeah. The shit. The shit that's popping since yeah. she left us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was talking to our friend Jess earlier about tonight's episode, and she sent me a few of her favorite ladies. So I'm just going to go over them really quick for her because why not? Yeah, why not fine. give them? Catherine Hepburn. She, uh, her lifestyle was unconventional for the time and through her acting and life, she helped redefine traditional views of women's roles in society. And some of these names I'm not going to get right. But. Benazar Budo. Um, she was the first female prime minister of a Muslim country, helped move Pakistan from a dictatorship to democracy, becoming prime minister in 1988, sought to implement social reforms, in particular helping women and the poor. And she was assassinated in 2007. Oh my gosh. Wangari Math Mathai. She was Kenyan. She would give you all the like hard names. I know. <laughs> Just like I do you. <laughs> she was a Kenyan born environmentalist, pro democracy activist, and women's rights campaigner, awarded a Nobel Peace Prize for efforts to prevent conflict through protection of scarce resources. Margaret Thatcher, Jermaine Greer, Tegla Lorup. 
all great ones. Those are, you know what, this is like one where you can highlight some, but there is just so, so many. I know one that a lot, I think comes to mind for me as just like a top of mind is Gloria Steinem, who was just a feminist leader in the sixties and seventies. And she founded Ms. Magazine and co-founded the National Women's Political Caucus. There's actually a movie, a docu, no, it's not a documentary. It's just like a mini series kind of on Hulu. I want to say it's called Mrs. America. It, it highlights uh, kind of like it's based on Gloria Steinem and she's like a main character in it. Anyways, it's a really good show. It's kind of weird, but it's really good. And especially now that we've had the overturning of like Roe versus Wade, you'll be like, oh, wait, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, it's definitely one worth checking out if you're looking for a new show. And yeah, there's just so many there. women. I even think of like, and you know, these are the more modern ones, but like women that stand out to me, like little Kim, Missy Elliott, Lizzo, like any woman who is willing to just be like, fuck societal norms, fuck all of that. I'm going to like create my own rules. Mm -hmm. Like I'm here for that. I love that. And I I think we need more of it. Yeah, absolutely. Now I did kind of try and pick ones that aren't like the first, like, obviously you're going to think like mother Teresa, things like that. And I did try to pick ones that don't always come like ones that might people might not know about right away. Like Ruby Bridges, Malala. Like, I feel like those are ones that not, I said, they are amazing, but for sure. Those are like the ones that everybody. Exactly. And I feel like these are the people that kids need to be learning about, you know, and they're Mm -hmm. not because it's a man's world, but we're going to change that. We're going to. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Moving on. It's time. For Jo Jam. What do you got this week? Okay, this week I have this is an artist that Jody. Well, I don't know if Jody knew about her before. I recently discovered her on a trip in Nashville that we were in. Her name is Twinny. And I love featuring artists that we have met or seen live that stand out to me. And so this is one of those. So sh- we were in Nashville not too long ago. And there's this bar there called Winners. Winners. And on Mondays and Thursdays, they do this thing called Whiskey Jam, where they have kind of up and coming, I guess, artists Mm -hmm. a lot of times. And they have some bigger names that come in too, that do sets. And this girl, her name is Twinnie, and that is T-W-I-N-N-I-E. She performed there. She had actually performed at Bonnaroo earlier that day while we were there. And she just had such a cool energy and she like, she's gorgeous. She's super fun. And she just has one of those like vibes where, where like, you can tell she's made like meant to perform. And she, she looked like it. she belonged up there. She really did. And another yeah. thing that stood out to me about 20 is when there was a, after, after she performed, there was another female artist that went up and she was not as big as 20, but she, I mean, she was still great. She was great. And I saw 20 come out. And she was like filming her and hyping her up. And I always notice women supporting other women. And she was just truly being like such a supportive, like of the other female artists there. And I just, I love that. I was like, in addition to being like having a great energy and being so cool, she was like, so hyping up the other women. And I was like, yes, I love it. I like to see and so the song anyways is called something or somebody, but she has others and you should check them all out. Cause she's like super fun. 
Yeah. And she supports other women. <laughs> yeah. We love it. We're that's what we're here for. <laughs> Mine is Lady Gaga. And the song is called Hold My Hand. I was just, I've kind of heard it recently. I think it's new. I think it's on the new um soundtrack for that. Why is it the Tom Cruise movie? Goose. Uh, what the fuck is the name of the movie? Top Gun. <laughs> it's on the top gun soundtrack so um and it's just really good and i like it so that's my song so yeah yay <laughs> yay like okay and now it's time to dish fish you better dish fish <laughs> yeah 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 what are we doing for dish fish today for today for dish fish we just have a few random ass questions so uh, are you ready? See. Get into <laughs> okay. Yes. 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 All right. Yes. Our first question for Dish Bish. What's the funniest thing that you believed as a child? Oh, a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> the first thing that came to mind is that fruit flies disproved the theory of evolution because I was like taught this weird thing about fruit flies disproving evolution in uh, Christian science classes. I realize now that no. Anyways, um, <laughs> that was the first one that came to mind. Oh, I, I thought that kissing could get you pregnant for a, a long time. Um, <laughs> and, Christian school. <laughs> right. I, I don't recommend Aww. um oh also that like toys and like stuffed animals probably came to life when you weren't looking because toy story wait that's not true it might be <laughs> it might so I I believed I fully believed that watermelon seeds will grow if you eat them in your stomach and I also thought that blankets would protect you from ghosts or robbers or basically anything bad like if there's anything bad if you just cover yourself up with your blankets yeah yeah I thought you had to go into your closet and then cover yourself in a blanket oh no I thought they were in the closet (gasps) oh yeah yeah Mm. Mm -hmm. you know what I never believed the watermelon seeds but I did convince my little sister to that this was true and remember her at one point like she ate watermelon seeds and then like ate dirt and then went out into the sun and like she thought she didn't like she, she didn't think a watermelon grow. She thought that's how you got pregnant because I had given her this whole story about like how that's why your belly's so big. Cause it's like watermelons. And it, I don't know, it, it really didn't make sense, but. Oh my gosh. I can be very convincing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next. Why did the last blockbuster you had in your town turn into? I think an auto, like not auto zone, but something like that. Yeah. An auto shop. Yeah. What about you? Um, it turned into a pizza, st- like just an off-brand pizza shop. And then it closed and it's literally right behind the McDonald's in my town. And it's been closed for years. And I know it's like, it's like the running joke of the town that that's where like all the em- McDonald's employees go and just like smoke pot. <laughs> so yeah, it's nothing now, but it was, it was a pizza shop for a little bit. <laughs> awesome. Actually. Before that, and then it was, there was two. It was, it turned into a, like a cable company after that. So, yeah. All right. Next. What's your favorite YouTube video? Oh, okay. I never, I, first of all, I want to preface this by saying like, I never really have favorite favorites, but immediately the one that came to mind, Jenna Marbles, 
made this epic music video that we're gonna need to actually watch after we're done recording this because I totally forgot about it for some reason shake your dicks (laughs) oh my gosh iconic iconic I love I want her to come back I want her to come back where is she Jenna Marbles we need you yes these are trying times Jenna please come back to us please yes those are so good um, that that's probably that would be my choice if I hadn't thought of the unforgivable videos. Do you remember those? I think he, I made. I it don't think those would pass like, the vibe check today. Oh, they definitely they would, would not. But they were so don't look funny. Them up, guys, don't do it. Don't look them up. <laughs> but they were so they're awful. But they were so funny and like it's just I'm not even gonna tell you what it is. Don't watch it. It's not appropriate. But that's what I pick. <laughs> All right. What is your go-to conversation starter with like strangers? How old are you? Do you love it? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We Perfect. used to say that when we were, it's we not just, we don't still say that, but I remember that used to be our go-to. I don't know if I have a go-to conversation starter now. I just yeah. wait for people to approach me now. <laughs> <laughs> I think with, with like, it depends on the situation, like with doing hair, obviously my, I don't take new clients anymore. So that's kind of hard. I usually have people that I've been taking forever, but usually it's like, so are you from around here? Do you have any kids? Are you married? Blah, blah, blah. Like that's it. Um, if we're just like out, usually it's like, where are you from? Like, that's where it goes to. Where are you from? Just boring small talk. Yeah. I prefer to, to, I prefer to have some sort of like a fun opener. Like if I know, like (laughs) either come up with like a really like weird question that I know is going to get your attention or like a fact that's like really interesting that like will be a good icebreaker. I feel like, yes, but it's never the same thing. It's just like, whatever the mood, whatever you're feeling, however, my heart, I mean, a lot goes me. into it. What <laughs> your mood, how many drinks you've had the person, mm-hmm. if it's a girl, a guy, if dog, they're weird, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Dog. Yeah. I don't know. You don't, you don't talk to dogs. Yeah, but I don't ask them questions. That's true. Yeah. Anyways, Hulu or Netflix? Yes. You have to pick one. I don't know. Um, both. Get you a girl who can do both. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe who? No, I don't know. It really goes back and forth. I'll say Hulu, but it. What about you? Hulu. I watch Hulu way more than Netflix. Like I, it's got everything, and it's got like old episodes of things, and I am one where. If I really like a show, I'll re- I'll watch it multiple times. And I do that on Hulu. I'm on Hulu way more than Netflix. I was surprised. I thought you'd pick Netflix. I feel like most people go towards Netflix. Really? Yeah. But no, I like Hulu. So, all right. You don't have any syrup. What do you put on your pancakes? Okay. I have an answer because I don't usually put syrup on my pancakes. So this you one's don't. easy. Oh my God. And it is, it's a strawberry syrup, but like. It's really easy to make. You take like, my mom made this when we were growing up and you take frozen strawberries and you like put them in the microwave to get them like hot. And then you put like, you can either put like stevia or Splenda or sugar or whatever, like some kind of a sweetener, um, agave, like whatever you want to do is like some sweetener in it. And then you just put it in the blender. So it's just like a strawberry syrup, like a strawberry sauce. I don't know. It's really good. Try Hmm. it. That's what I would do. What would you do? Um, I was thinking like peanut butter, bananas, or like blueberries. I don't know. Yeah. Butter. 
I like syrup. I like just plain ass regular syrup and butter on my pancakes. Okay. Our last question. If you switched lives with the last person you texted, what's the first thing you would do? I'm trying to think of who the last person I texted was. I think texted or snapped. You can pick. I don't know. Something weird that I'd be too embarrassed to do by myself. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I don't know. I think it just depends on the person. Like if you, I feel like if you were switching places with a guy. I would definitely pull my pants and do the helicopter. Right. I would do the helicopter for sure. sure. (laughs) Like in someone else's body, like you can do like, just do all the weird sex stuff. And then they get back to it. And they're like, sorry, dude. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't me. (laughs) Prove it. Prove it was me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that's what I went to. I honestly don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What would you, I should have let you answer this first because before I spit out that very strange answer. The last person I texted, if I, the first thing I would do, I would, I would jump on that dick if I was her. Jump on that dick? Yeah. After this, can you tell me who it was? Oh, for sure. Because she wants to. I think she's going to, and I think she should. <laughs> now I really want to know who you were texting last. I'll tell you. <laughs> Just tell me and we can beep it. <laughs> oh, wait, we can't on the YouTube. Never mind. Not exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She should just get on. She should just do it. Yeah. Anyways, what would you, what would you do? The helicopter? I don't know. I said sex stuff. Okay. You know what <laughs> I would rather do? I would rather like pick who I'm going to text and then like. Make a like, list. Like if it was you, yeah. I like text. I don't know. Text like a really like um, like the most prominent like pastor or something that I have on my <laughs> my list. Yeah. And then I would like go like give a speech about like how people are. I don't know. I would I would think of something. Yeah. And, <laughs> and give some sort of a speech from someone it. else. Do it. Yeah. Just do it anyway. Yeah. So that's all we have. Anything you want to add? to this do you like how I would either do sex stuff or I would be a pastor like (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) yeah we're done I don't have anything else I feel like that's perfect for you though like (laughs) sex stuff or be a pastor or be a pastor that does sex stuff (laughs) oh boy anyways thanks guys for joining us again on this lovely day please give us a like follow subscribe on youtube follow and us comment on-, on our videos yeah comment we i we love got some, some weird the- stuff some of them got deleted did you see the one about um there was one that was real nasty i think it got deleted was it mean or was it like sexual no it's sexual yes it was like wanting to like come on our faces or something i forget it was weird screenshot the shit i love it (laughs) (laughs) what was the one today that you sent me oh god i don't know i don't know find it it was like i would never cheat on you beautiful because it was about cheaters gonna cheat Oh, from f thank thank you f for that you would not cheat (laughs) really sweet thanks so nice Yeah, subscribe and like all our videos and leave us nasty comments on YouTube. Join. Not too nasty. Our YouTube will take them down. Yeah, just be on the edge of nasty. Join the Facebook group. Follow everything. Follow TikTok. Follow all the things. And we'll see you next Monday.
Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>